Is one of your 2023 goals to build your brand and grow your audience? If that's what you're focusing on this year, you're going to have to get really good at creating consistent content. Yes, you're going to have to create content this year. And if you're sitting here shaking your head yes, and you're like, Jen, yes, I know I need to create content, but sometimes I just don't feel confident enough to put myself on camera, or sometimes I don't know what to post, or I don't know how to create videos, or I don't know what if I should do YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, and I'm just so overwhelmed with all the options, and I just don't even know where to start. If that is you, you're in luck because you're listening to the right person. Last year in 2022, I made my word of the year content. My whole goal was to learn as much as I possibly could about content creation and create as much content as I could in order to grow and build my audience. And that is exactly what I did. And throughout the year, I learned a lot about content creation. I learned a lot about what works, what doesn't work, and I collected a hell of a lot of tools along the way to help me grow my audience And not only am I now growing a thousand followers a day, but I also have a couple of reels that have reached over 2.5 million views. So if you want to learn all of my do's and don'ts or what I like to call my laws of content creation, you're in luck because I have a free guide that I made just for you. It's Jen's 10 laws of content creation and it's totally free. Just go to 10lawsofcontentcreation.com. I'm also going to put it in the show notes, but the number 10 lawsofcontentcreation.com and you can get my completely free guide to all of my laws about how to create epic content so that you can build your audience and skyrocket your brand in 2023 and beyond. So go download it. I dare you. When you're selling something, especially if it's something that you know that can help people, and you're inviting people into an amazing opportunity. And sales is service. Sales is love. Because if you have something that will fix somebody else's problem, and they can give you money or value exchange of some kind of energy, and you can then exchange what you have to offer them to fix their problem in return, then you've helped them. They've helped you. You've formed that bond of love between each other. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb, and together we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Hello, family. Welcome back to the I Dare You podcast. What's going on? I hope your day is going absolutely amazing. It's about to get a hell of a lot better because you are plugged in to this episode of the I Dare You podcast. It's This is going to be a really powerful one for you, my friends, because we are talking about sales. Now, before you're like, oh, Jen, wait, I'm not a salesperson. I don't sell anything. If that's you, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, yes, you do. If you're a human on this planet, then you will absolutely be able to use the tips that I'm going to give you on today's episode for your life because we're always selling something. Whether we are an entrepreneur or business owner that's selling a service or a product or we work for a company and we're getting people to buy into that company or we actually are a salesperson for a company, we're always selling even just as humans. So think about it. If you want to go to a specific restaurant for date night, you're trying to get your partner to buy in to your idea. If you're trying to sell somebody on, um, I don't know, going 
going out on a date with you. If you're dating and you're trying to get somebody to go out with you, you're literally selling yourself. Or if you're trying to build a brand on social media, you're always selling your ideas to people. So selling is a part of life. And it's really a powerful thing to be able to know how to sell. The tips that I'm about to give you today are specifically related to when you are actually selling a product or a service of some sort, but you'll be able to use these tips when it comes to just an overall mindset around selling and convincing and persuading people to do things. And you're going to see very quickly that there is absolutely no persuading or no convincing uh, in the tips that I'm going to give you. It's actually quite the opposite. So I never used to like sales. In fact, I used to hate it. And I used to think that it was yucky and gross. And I never felt comfortable selling anything. And I would just rather do anything on the planet Earth than get on a phone call with someone and try to sell them something. It was like the least, my least favorite part of being an entrepreneur. But now I can actually say to you with a lot of certainty and a lot of enthusiasm that I love selling. In fact, I just got off of a call for our challenge where we did a Zoom and today was the day that we did the pitch and it lights me up so much. I love selling because I think of sales as the biggest form of service of all kind. If you think about it, when you're selling something, especially if it's something that you know that can help people, and if you're selling something, hopefully it's it's something that can help people, you're inviting people into an amazing opportunity. And a money exchange is, is simply an exchange of energy, right? Like money's not even real. It's just a, it's, it's, it's an energy. And you exchange some form of energy for another form of energy. You exchange, and I, I think it's exen- essentially an exchange of love, right? Sales is service. Sales is love. Because if you have something that will fix somebody else's problem and they can give you money or maybe it's even like a value exchange of some kind of energy and you can then exchange what you have to offer them to fix their problem in return, then you've helped them. They've helped you. You've formed that bond of love between each other. So sales is an absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing thing. And when you believe in your offer, something really magical happens where you stop thinking that sales is yucky and you actually start getting really excited about it because you know that you are serving people and helping people with the art of sales and the art of selling. So even though you might be thinking, Jen, there's no way in hell I'm going to love selling. I will challenge you on that. And I dare you to think differently because by the end of this episode, you're going to have four tools that will help you be better at sales, close more sales, and feel better about it and not feel yucky and gross about selling an offer or a service or a product or even just selling yourself or selling your idea or getting somebody bought in in an experience or something that you want to do or going on a date with literally absolutely anything. I know I keep using dating, but dating is just selling yourself. All right, so let's dive right on in. Um, So the first things first, and I already mentioned this, but my number one tip for selling is to believe in your offer. If you feel gross or weird about selling, it's usually because you don't believe 100% in the offer. Because this is the analogy that I love to use. Like when, whenever a really great movie or show is out and people are loving it, it's so funny because I actually see many of my mastermind members do this. Like they hate, tell me they hate sales. They hate selling their product. They have a problem promoting themselves and marketing themselves and talking about their offer. But as soon as they've watched a show that they love on Netflix or a movie comes out, like when Top Gun came out, every single one of them was all over social media selling Top Gun to everybody or even like the show uh, White Lotus everybody was selling the shit out of White Lotus. Like they were like, you have to see this show. Oh my God, it's amazing. I can't wait for the next episode. If you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. Selling, selling, selling. 
because they believed in the offer. They knew it was amazing. They knew that if someone that followed them watched that show or watched that movie, they were going to get value from it. So people that I never see sell their own stuff were online screaming from the rooftops how fabulous these shows were. People do the exact same thing with restaurants. People will come up to me and say, like unsolicited, I never asked for a restaurant recommendation or travel to. I never asked for a hotel uh, recommendation, but they come to me and they're like, oh my God, you have to go to this restaurant in New York City and you have to order the penne alla vodka. And you, when you get there, you have to tell the chef, Mario, that I sent you. Okay, you have to. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you are selling me hard on this place. Or do you get an affiliate uh, like kickback? What is going on here? And if people only believed in their own offers the way they believe in the other things that they're trying to convince people to do, selling would be so much more fun and so much easier. So I want you to think about the last time you really tried to convince somebody to watch a show or go to a restaurant or travel to a certain place because you fully believed in it. If you don't feel that way about your offer or your product or the thing that you're selling, then you need to revisit that offer because you won't be able to sell something if you're not fully enrolled, if it's not something that you fully, completely believe in with your heart. Because I know that I, I love selling my stuff because I'm so bought in and I know that I get amazing results for people and I know that anyone that buys it, their life's gonna change and they're gonna have an unbelievable experience and they're gonna learn something and they're gonna grow and it's gonna be epic and they're gonna be thanking me and I know that. I know that why. Well, because I have thousands of hours of testimonials of people that have told me that. And I also know it because I have tested and proved and tried this many, many times, all of my offers. And, and I know that they work. Now, you might be asking me, but Jen, what if it's a new offer? What if it's a new product and I don't even know if it works? Well, what I would do if I were you is I would give it away for free to a few people, some beta testers, and get their testimonials and get their feedback so that you can actually really fully believe in the offer. You can't sell something that you don't believe in. So that is step number one, believe in the offer. That way, when you get on a call with somebody or you're having a conversation, you're just all in. It's like you're selling your favorite show. It's like you're selling your favorite city to travel to in Italy and your favorite restaurant, your favorite dish you'll sell your offer the exact same way because you'll just want that person to have that amazing experience. Let's move on to tip numero dos. Tip number two, have a case study story bank. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, when you're having sales conversations, you're gonna come across lots of objections. The most popular objections are, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I need to ask my partner, I need to think about this, I'm overwhelmed right now. Those are the most common objections, but you wanna have a story for each one of them, a case study. Now you're gonna be really close to your case studies because I just told you in order to be completely in with your offer and totally believe in it, you need to have those case studies and get close to the results that people that have been getting so that you can fully believe in it. So you're gonna know these case studies front and back. I want you to pull out at least one story for each objection that you might receive. So. Let's say you have a great story about Jane. Jane, her objection initially was, I just can't afford your product. Oh man, she couldn't afford it. She couldn't afford it. But you know what? She figured out how to get the money. She put it on a credit card and she went through the, pro the program and she ended up ROIing two times over because she got a client immediately from what she learned. Whoa, that's a great story. So if you're on the phone or on a Zoom call or having a conversation or even selling from stage, and somebody's objection is, I don't have the money, I can't afford this, you can tell them the story of Jane. And have one of those for every single objection that's really popular. So then you'll have a story for someone that's objection is, I just don't have the time to do this right now, or I, I can't find the time to have this in my life. Then you can say, well, uh, so you really remind me of 
Frank. Frank was the busiest guy ever. He was a single dad. He was taking care of three kids. And he believed that he did not have the time to go through this program, but he knew that it was important. So he decided to XYZ and he did it. And then it actually ended up freeing up his time. And I love giving actual case study stories for objections because people are able to see themselves in that person. And and so it's basically doubling down, showing the testimonial, showing that the product or the service or the program works. Also, why while coming back at their objection and fighting the objection. So I would have a story bank for every objection that you hear. And then just know your case studies front and back. Get really, really familiar with your success stories. They're going to be the best way for you to have great sales conversations because you're not convincing anybody of anything. You're just sharing the real life stories of the people that you've helped. And so you won't feel yucky about that. There's no way for you to feel salesy or yucky if you're telling a story about somebody that had an incredible experience and they happen to be using your program. And you're helping that person overcome an objection that you know because you've experienced this with somebody else. If they overcome that objection, they're going to have great results. It makes it not feel yucky and it makes that person trust in the fact that you have credibility. You've done this before. And again, if you don't have any case studies or stories, use a story from yourself implementing the the specific program or product or again, give it away for free to a few people in exchange for great testimonials and get the feedback. And guess what? If you get bad feedback, that's really great too, because then you can change the offer. Maybe the offer is not ready yet and you can change the product a little bit and make it better and improve on it so that you can then get those powerful case studies. And again, you don't want to sell an offer that you don't believe in that doesn't get great results. So the first step is to believe in the offer, get amazing testimonials, and then have a story bank. So whenever someone has an objection, you can come in with a story of somebody that had a similar objection and had great results. So that's tip number two. Let's move on to tip number three. You want to have them sell you. You want them to sell you on why they're a good fit for your program, product, or service. Yes, that's just what I said. You're not selling them anything. You're having them enroll themselves. Because here's the thing, you can lead the, the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And people want what they can't have. So if you make somebody feel like you are auditioning them, you're seeing if they're, why are you a good fit for my program? Why should you have this product? This product is very, like, it's, it's very special. We only give it to people that we think are a fantastic fit to have. And why are you the perfect fit for this? And before you know it, that person's convincing you as to why you should let them buy your product. So you can do this in a lot of ways. We always, um, and it really depends on what your offer is. So I this by saying like all of these things it they might not necessarily work in the context of which i'm sharing them for your specific offer and you may need to judge and change them up a little bit but let's say you have a high ticket uh, program that people can go through i would definitely have that person apply apply to work with you before they can get on a call with you so they have to fill out an application in order to get on a call with you what does this do this does a couple of things uh, once they filled out the application you can tell them if they're approved or not and that changes the thought process in their brain if they've been approved, right? So you have them fill out an application. You say, listen, fill out this application and I'll let you know if you're approved to move on to the next step. Whoa. They're like, oh my gosh, you have to pick me? Wow. And then they feel really special once they've been chosen. So that will help you get people on the phone and not ghost you because they're like, wow, I feel chosen, right? And you definitely want to put up a nice big boundary there. Like, listen, you've been chosen. You've been approved. Um, please block out this time on the calendar. Uh, one, if you miss the call, you will not get another one. Like, be okay with doing that because 
guess what? Your offer is amazing. And you've got a lot of people that want to talk to you. You've got a lot of people that want the offer. And if somebody is approved to get on a call with you, that means that uh, they're taking up an hour of your time or 45 minutes of your time that you could be spending doing something else. And that's what you want to make these people feel like that this is a really special exclusive opportunity that they are very lucky to have just to get on this call with you. So you're going to ask them questions that will that will initiate that feeling of them feeling like they are, would be so lucky to be chosen to be able to purchase this. So you can say like, well, why do you think you would be a good fit for this? Why do you think? And have them explain it to you. Oh, okay, great. Right? So make them sell you. And then by the end of the call or the end of the conversation or the end of the presentation, they're basically, you're basically saying, okay, uh, I agree with you. I think that you would be a good fit. And uh, congratulations. Um, you're going to be able to be part of this program. The investment is XYZ. And you're going to see that that person's going to feel chosen. They're going to feel excited. They're going to feel like, wow, I have this amazing opportunity. And they are, you will close with a higher percentage of people. Also, you're going to make them feel really special. And again, this, this whole podcast is about not feeling yucky while selling. And if you give somebody that kind of really cool opportunity to feel like they were chosen, because they are, because the thing that you are serving them, the product that you're doing, the program that you're providing, whatever, you know for sure that it's amazing and it, it, it will change their life. So you should be very particular on who gets to use it. You want to make sure you've got great case studies at the end. So you are picking them and you're making them feel amazing by picking them because they get this incredible opportunity to change their life by engaging with you in however you are engaging with them for that specific offer or service or product or whatever it is. Okay. Last step for this specific conversation. I have a lot of tips for selling, but for our conversation right now on this podcast, I'm just going to give you four. The last one might just be the most important one, and that is follow up for the win. Follow up for the win. And many people say the fortune is in the follow up, but that is 100% true. I find that the majority of sales happen in the follow up, and many people miss the follow up. They think, oh man, if they don't buy on the call, then I'm screwed and it's done and the sales closed. No, no, you need to follow up like a mofo, okay? And many people follow up incorrectly. Don't follow up wrong. Please don't do this. Hey, just bumping this up to the top of your inbox. I was just wondering if you are still interested in working with me. No, no, no. First of all, the word just is in there. Don't ever say just, especially when it comes to your amazing opportunity that you're inviting somebody into, because then you're downplaying your offer. You're downplaying the fact that you're, you're following up with them and they have this amazing opportunity by saying, I'm just following up. Oh, forgive me. You're already apologizing for being in their inbox when they should be so excited that you're in their inbox. And that is the energy that you want to have when you're following up. So the key to the follow-up is following up with value. Always follow up with value and always be excited to follow up with the person. So you can also provide scarcity and urgency in your follow-up. And when I mean, let's go back to the value thing. So let's say you had a conversation with them during the sales process and they were saying that their biggest problem, their biggest pain point was finding leads, finding leads on social media. And you happened to write an amazing blog post that was published by a really big blog all about how to get leads on social media. Well, what I would do for your follow-up is I would send that. I would be like, I loved our conversation so much and I know that you were having issues with getting leads on social media. So before we even work together, I just wanted to show you 
don't say just, I wanted to show you this blog that I wrote all about how to garner more leads on social. And the blog did really well. I'd love for you to check it out and let me know what you think. There's your first follow-up. They're going to respond. Let me know what you think. Then they'll respond, thank you for sending me that. You're just giving them value. And then you can follow up again and say, hey, listen, I have two spots left for this program. Or hey, listen, the, the price is about to go up in a couple of days and I really want to get you in at this price. What time are you available tomorrow to discuss and get them directly on the calendar? And you know, like keep following up. And if they say no, then that's cool. Say, okay, thank you so much. That was fabulous. You know, it's okay. Whatever, no is fine. But then you follow up a month later and give them a good nine word email. Hey, are you still struggling, struggling with lead generation on social media? Question mark. See what they say. Uh, start the conversation again. Follow up another week later. Did you produce a piece of content that would help them? Did you do an interview on a podcast that would help them? Keep them in your vortex. Keep them in your hemisphere by following up always with value. So those are my four tips for you right now. I've got so many tips around selling. I could go really, really deep into creating scarcity and urgency and having fast acting bonuses and scheduling the appointment on the call and how to do a sales call. Everybody in the Super Connector Mastermind knows I love to talk about selling and I have so many hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of trainings about, about sales, but I wanted to give you four high level tips around how to sell without feeling yucky about it. And so those tips, just to review, are believe in the offer believe in your offer 100% so that you can sell it just like you would sell your favorite Netflix show. Have a case study story bank. So you have all those stories that you can pull out with every single objection that comes your way. Have them sell you. So they're selling you on why they should get the opportunity to buy whatever it is you're selling. Make them work for it. Make them enroll themselves. And then last but not least, follow up for the win. Always follow up. And most importantly, follow up with value follow up with value, give something, give something. The law of reciprocity is such a magical thing that works every time. When you give something to somebody, they immediately want to give something to you. So if you continuously provide value to that person, just in your follow-up, hey, I wanted to send you this article. I wanted to send you the link to that restaurant we were talking about. Or uh, I think you would enjoy this YouTube video about this exact topic that you're struggling with. Just provide that person value and watch the magic that happens. The last thing that I want you to remember is, of course, we talked about this in the beginning, sales is service, sales is love. And if you've got an offer that helps people and you're not telling them about it and you're not giving them an opportunity to buy it from you and exchange their money for that offer, you're not giving them an opportunity to change their life. And always remember, what people pay for, they appreciate. So only give away your thing for free if you're looking to get case studies in the beginning and then don't devalue yourself. People need to pay for services and products in order to appreciate them enough to use them and get great results. That's the exchange of value. And that is how it all works. So my dare of the day for you today is to write out a couple case studies in your story bank. I want you to go and think about some of the amazing people that you have helped with your product or your service or your program. Maybe list out three of them. What was their objection at the beginning if they had one? Maybe they didn't have one. But either way, write out their story and how, how amazing of an experience they had. Not only is this going to add to your story bank when you're selling, but it's also going to help you believe in your offer. I always make our sales team, anyone on our team, 
that's selling anything get really, really familiar with our fulfillment team so that they're always knowing the wins that the people in our program are getting so that they can be connected to the offer, not just know the offer, but be connected emotionally to how amazing it is and the results that it gets. That way they can sell from their heart and not feel salesy, not feel sleazy, not feel yucky because they know without a shadow of a doubt that the offer is going to help someone. By the way, if you're like, Jen, what is this super connector mastermind you're telling me about? You can reach me on Instagram. You can send me a DM. Be like, Jen, I listened to the podcast and I'm interested in the mastermind. It's very, it's a private mentorship community. So you have to apply to be in it. That's not even a sales thing. It just genuinely is. You have to apply. So you can DM me about that and I will give you a link to the application to apply. That's it for the I Dare You podcast today. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. And I dare you to get outside your comfort zone today and start selling sales is service. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.